Kitty. <laughs> On. Hello, sweet angel. Kitty. Everyone say hi to Kitty. Hi. Welcome back, everybody, to another thrilling, enthralling, exciting, relaxing pit stop on our murder road trip. Why are you looking was, at me like that? I was looking at my notes. Uh, Don't be rude. How are you, Shannon? You know, I've been a lot better. <laughs> Like a lot better. <laughs> like a lot better. But it's okay because today we get to talk about some water, which makes me happy. Um, as soon as it <laughs> came out of my mouth, I was like, why did you say that? I know what you mean. Brighter days ahead. So Positive true, vibes. So, so true, true bestie. bestie. Me and Shannon are having an off week. If you couldn't tell by the last episode being out of alphabetical order, which seems on brand for us, but that was actually on purpose because we didn't have time to record <laughs> the correct state. I said, I don't think anyone even noticed. Probably not. Um, but that's why I also did not post anything on Instagram for the episode until literally an hour before we're recording this episode um I didn't draw anything I literally just posted a photo that I found online um but this week we're gonna get her done we're back tracking listen we had a little oopsie daisy with the GPS okay it happens to everyone and we somehow ended up in Iowa (laughs) when we should have been in indiana like it happens all the time <laughs> happens to the best of us i'm all sorry right. internet's free thing but shannon got a new microphone i so. did finally i upgraded actually my other microphone was really expensive but it's actually for like singing which is i think is why it's kind of weird sometimes i don't know but i got sense. this one because it's soft <laughs> i don't know Man, it is five o'clock somewhere, ladies and gents. I do not it- promote drinking and driving, but we gotta do what we gotta it do. It just has to happen. <laughs> is it not five o'clock where you are? <laughs> it is. That's why I said that. Because I'm clever. All right, let's get started, shall we? Yeah, where are we going this week, Shannon? So we're going to Delphi, Indiana. Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Indiana, Gary, Gary Indiana. Indiana. I don't know the rest. <laughs> I know the librarian song. The um, what's her name? I don't. I haven't seen Miriam. Is it Miriam? That sounds right. I haven't. Marion. I don't know. I haven't seen that show in a very long time. I actually like that show. It's cute. It's cute. She's cute. You know. 76 trombones. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. So bing, bing, my, bing, bing. Uh, it's actually one of my mom's favorite musicals. Oh, uh-huh. guess her other favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I feel like she probably likes Oklahoma. 
I actually don't think she really knows that one. Um, Brigadoon. No, you're bad at this. You don't know her really? at all. What kind of I- child are you? <laughs> the worst Quinn child. Obviously the worst Quinn sister. Period. Oh, you know what? She probably loves Chicago. <laughs> I wish. No, she likes like my fair lady, the king and I. That makes sense. Okay, there we go. I was like, that I, was like ma- yeah. I was like, where are you going? No. <laughs> that makes sense now that you said them, but I probably like I would not have pulled them out by myself. Well, you should just know better. Anyway, anyway. we're in Indiana. So we're in Delphi, Indiana, and it is a super quaint and fairly quiet town. Everybody knows everyone. So basically, we're Troy and I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Uh, um, so, and also, like, you never knew if you were dating your cousin or not. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a real thing for me. I don't know. Because there's so many similar last names in my hometown. No, same. That's fair. You know what I mean? All right. In February of 2017, two young girls by the name of Abigail Williams, who was 13 and 14 year old Liberty German suddenly went missing after spending the day hiking the Monon, Monon, I think, or Monon, Monon High Bridge Trail. So Sunday, February 12th, 2017, the two girls decided to have a sleepover at Liberty's house, which was actually her grandparents' house because she lived with them at the time because like her parents- split up and it was kind of a messy situation type deal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they had a great time with their sleepover per usual. I miss being little and having sleepovers with my friends. Literally. Now I'm an adult and I don't have sleepovers. I just die inside every day. So they had a great time at their little sleepover. Liberty's sister, Kelsey, said that they had a movie night and ate pizza. So just like your typical early teens, goofy sleepover. Kitty is here. It's the way Kitty's just standing there and me and Shannon could not be happier. <laughs> look at how cute. Oh, she used to look so ugly. <laughs> the next morning, the girls enjoy a breakfast of pancakes made by Liberty's dad, Derek, and then they spend the rest of the day helping her grandma, Becky, with some fa- filing. Becky offered to give them some money for it, so they said, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They're like, we'll file for you. Give us money file what i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so around 1 p.m the girls asked if they can go to the manon or monon i don't know high bridge trail and the grandma says yes so this trail slash general area was a hangout for a lot of local teens so the girls were super familiar with the area and the and the trails like i had those back home right right we had this thing called dam five where you could just jump off cliffs into water, which wasn't probably the safest thing to do, but. You had what? It's called Dam 5. Mm, okay. And it's like a little like cliff jumping area. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were dumb. I still do do it. It was fun. Anyway. <laughs> so the girls go to Kelsey, who is Liberty's sister, and they're, they're like, hey, Kelsey, can you drop us off at? trailhead and at first she's like no I'm getting ready for work but then she felt bad for saying no to her sister all the time so Kelsey agrees to drop them off and Liberty's dad agrees to pick them up after he's done doing some errands and stuff 
Are you following so far? Yes. Okay. So Kelsey said that she drove the girls to the entrance, gave them the sweatshirt. She ran back inside to get because it was chilly. And she said, bye, love you to Liberty, aka Libby. I'll say that sometimes too. And she watched them start down the trail. So at about 3.30, Derek, the dad, uh, he calls Becky, Liberty's grandma. And he's like, hey, I'm at the trailhead. They're not here. And I can't get a hold of Libby. She's not answering her phone. Okay. Which is not, which is weird. It's weird for her not to answer. Right. So Derek decided to start out on the trail and look for them because like I said, it was odd that Libby wasn't answering her phone or even texting back. Right. And then Becky, the grandma started to drive around looking for the girls in case they like decided to walk back home. As Derek is walking down the trail, he comes across a man in a flannel shirt later became known as quote, the flannel shirt guy, end quote. (laughs) I mean- the creative juices are running. I know here. it's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Derek asked him if he has seen two girls and flannel shirt guy said, no, I did not, but there's a couple on the bridge. Uh, so Derek keeps checking both trails and he couldn't find them. Becky is also not able to get a hold of the girls. And on his way back to the car, he once again, passes flannel shirt guy. It's a small town, so it's a close-knit community. So, of course, if two young girls go missing, people are going to go out and look for them. So, Kelsey begins digging around social media, which is always a plus. And she notices a Snapchat story of the bridge and then another Snapchat story of Abby on the bridge. So, it may just seem like a random Snapchat story, but it actually sparked a significant series of events. By 5 p.m., the sheriff is made aware of the missing girls, and at first, he does admit that he was not too concerned about it because it had only been a few hours, and the statistics of them finding people was super high. So he wasn't worried at all. Okay. So as of now, everyone is thinking, oh, the girls probably fell on the trail, and, like, they broke their phones, but they're fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. I don't know. I wouldn't. No, just kidding. I would automatically think the worst thing. Um, Anyway. Same. (laughs) I would be like a bear ate them or something whole ate them whole <laughs> swallowed them up like in red riding hood Literally. anyway volunteers began to come out and they began to search the trails in the area uh libby's phone did ping off a tower so they did have about a two mile radius where they knew where to search and like i said before at this point they were worried about the cold and the girls getting even more lost because first it was dark so you're going to get lost in the dark if you're Literally. already lost and hypothermia, which is no bueno. By 5:20 PM, the girls were officially reported missing. And the search that evening went on until about midnight or a little bit after some people just, they stayed out l- l- later to see what they could find. Um, but like the employed authorities, like the police and that, uh, they were told to par- pause the search and wait till morning so they could regroup and make a plan. Okay. And there was actually some like issues with that. Some people had issues with the police stopping the search. Right. Which I can see, but I can also see the police side. Like it's dark. It's going to be kind of difficult. Like even with the flashlight, it's dark. You froze. Even with a flashlight, it's dark. 
Mm-hmm. Sure is. So Abby's mom, Anna, remembers Becky telling her that Libby is scared of the dark. So the likelihood of them willingly staying out in the dark was very low. Yeah. Which is really sad. So as I said before, they started the search again on Tuesday, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. Imagine having your kids missing on Valentine's Day. No, literally. So they brought dogs. They had a dive team because there was a local river slash stream nearby. And the FBI also got involved and they were searching for the girls as well. So unfortunately, around 12 p.m., a volunteer searcher yells up and says that he found a shoe. Kelsey, the sister, was there and she said that she asked what the shoe looked like because she knew what Libby was wearing the day she went missing and the shoe ended up matching the description of Libby's shoe. Yeah. The shoe matched Libby's shoe, you said? mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the bodies were found half a mile from the bridge on the bank of Deer Creek and the creek is parallel with the bridge. So somehow the girls either walked down to the creek or they were like taken down there kind of, or like guided down, down there. Right. Uh, the next day they did perform autopsies on the bodies. However, to this day, uh, the autopsy findings were not released. So I don't know the cause of death, but foul play is suspected. Yeah. So like everything is kind of locked down in general, everything about the case, cause it's still open. Okay. That so makes they can't sense. really have things flying around the internet. Yeah. So this is still an open case. Um, of course you have the super web sleuths that are just spreading rumors about the cause of death because they're awful. Right. Uh, but whatever you read on the internet is not correct unless it comes from a documented police report. Letting you know that. So unless it says police report, just don't believe it 100%. All right. So at this point, the police obtained the girls' cell phones and they found something that was compelling. What was it? Okay. So first off, Libby must have started recording on her phone whenever something started happening to them. Okay. And on her phone, there was a video of a man speaking and he said down the hill along with this video there is a picture of a man on the phone as well it's kind of grainy but like at least they still have someone yeah and um i did remember that um the girls really did like true crime shows okay so it's it's compelling in the sense that libby knew that something wasn't right and she immediately started recording on her phone yes to like Good on you, girl. Good on you. But also really scary. Like, Very scary. Uh, there was more audio, but the police only showed this little snippet in hopes that someone could recognize the voice of whoever this was. I think it's a man for sure. Okay. So to me, it says down the hill. Uh, and the girls were found half a mile from the bridge near the creek, which was down a hill. So it just makes me, to me personally, I feel like this guy he was like trying to like show them something cool or like lure them down the hill because I mean, just the way it was said and like, maybe we can post a little snippet of it. It's like, he was explaining something and then he goes, he's like, oh, down the hill. Like it's down the hill type thing. Oh, I just said, I was like, so maybe they were like 
asking him like oh like where can we find like this or do you think he like stumbled upon them and he was like oh my god you guys have to see this really cool thing and it's right down the hill personally i think whoever did it stumbled upon them or is following them because like i said the girls were into true crime okay so i feel like they wouldn't go and like talk to a stranger unless they knew him and it's a small town which makes it worse (laughs) yeah so so the police do speculate that Libby took this video on purpose. Yeah. So the police also made a sketch since Libby took the photo of this dude, but honestly he looks like any other white male. So it's hard to like, not super helpful. Yeah. It's like he has a beard and he's white. I think we got him. (laughs) I think we got him folks. And that's like half (laughs) the men in the world. Um, and so the police were more focused on the audio rather than the photo because they think the audio audio is more recognizable than a sketch. So that September, a bombshell was dropped. (gasps) Not a real bomb. Uh, when a man was arrested in Colorado for walking around a hiking trail with an ax threatening people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what. What Bro. is with axes and people? Like what? For what? Like, maybe, maybe he was doing some lumberjacking. And he's like, don't come near my wood. Yeah, I mean, he was just trying to protect his income. Yeah, listen, it's a hard life out there. It's a hard knock life. For ass. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the musicals. I'm sorry. So also this guy is from Hoosier. Is it Hoosier, Indiana? I don't know. And he and he was a registered sex Hoosier. Hoosier. There we go. Hoosier, Indiana. That's where he was from. And he was a registered sex offender because he hid in a woman's bathroom stall at a local gas station, was basically a peeping Tom. And then he was also charged with domestic assault. Yucky. And this dude looks just like the guy in the stet- sketch. His name is Daniel Nations, and he becomes the main person of interest. But they can't really pinpoint him to anything because they have no concrete evidence. Right. Yeah. So during this whole time, they're working on getting DNA and all that. But since it's a hiking trail, there is so much DNA everywhere that it was literally way longer than normal. You have like animal DNA and like just random people DNA and like people, the volunteers are walking around. No, yeah. So to this day, it is still being investigated and is still an open case. Um, for a time, Ronald Logan, who was 77 at the time, was sort of a suspect. He was the owner of the land where the girls' bodies were found. And they did get a search warrant for his house. Okay. And they found guns, knives, and two of his former girlfriends did state that he was violent and threatened to kill them. But he passed away in 2020, so they could never really direct him to the murders. Right. Another lead they recently got, which like recently is in like the last few few months, um, is that there was a catfisher that was kind of in touch with one of the girls. Um, his, I don't know if I want to say his real name because I don't want to get attacked. Um, so he was going by the name Anthony Shots. This Anthony Shots character had multiple social media pages. And he was in touch with 
Libby the day of the murders, according to police transcripts, which somehow got leaked. And apparently this 27 year old had recently been charged with sexual assault and he's awaiting trial for that, but he didn't denies any involvement with the girl's murder. However, according to these transcripts, the catfisher, Anthony dude was supposed to meet Libby and Abby on the trails where they were murdered. So like, that's a little suspicious. <laughs> like it's a little weird. But like I said before, this is an open ongoing investigation and tips are always welcome. I know we have some listeners from Indiana because I look at our, what's it called? Analytics every day because I'm curious. Tips may be emailed to abbyandlibbytip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com or by phone at 765-822-3535. And that's the case for Indiana. That's really sad. Yeah. And it was recent. It was like 2017. No, yeah. When you said, I was going to ask the date and you said it. And I was like, oh, that was like very, very recent. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just is also like with John Wayne Gacy, like you don't know who's in your town. Like, no, you really don't. I think it was someone in the town personally. I don't think it was like a random I don't know. I mean, who would go hiking in a remote town? Like it's on a well-known trail. It's not like <laughs> Yosemite. It's like, no, you know but... what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Well, was that catfish guy from Indiana? I don't know. I imagine so because they like, he was like saying he was going to meet up with them, but I swear, maybe, yeah, I was, especially maybe he's he was just like... like a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, questions, that's comments, really concerns. I don't know. It's just, it's really sad. Did anything come of flannel shirt guy? No. Or is that just okay? I think he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. As far as so, I know, but I mean, who knows? Because especially if they talked to him, they would have been like, this is definitely the guy in the video. <laughs> like very, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's um Indiana. Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. That's all I know. Same. Yeah, if you have any tips, call, email. Um I'll put it in the little description box. Sounds good. She'll be in the description if you happen to know anything. So we can... Get him. Find him. Put him away. Go get him, roadies. (laughs) Could you imagine? Could you imagine if our little fan group solved a murder? I think that would be so funny. Like, not funny. I think it would be like... (laughs) It wouldn't be funny, but like we'd be like, oh my God, look at us. Look at these little web sleuths. It would be kind of cool to get some closure though. Like for their family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. That sucks. Because you said they were what, 14? 13 to 14, I think. Yeah. Like that, like they were so young. Like they were just trying to have a good time. Like that's really sad. Literally, they're just trying to have a good time on a hiking trail. A hiking trail. And they're small town. Like they like that's that's just really sad. 
Now it's time for Silly Crimes of Troy, the portion of the show in Troy tells silly crimes. <laughs> crimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That kind of came out. I, don't know. I have to make them I different each time. I love. <laughs> I just start doing it in different accents. You can do Surfer Bro next week. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> bro, now it's time for Silly Crimes with Troy, bro. Bro, now it's time for Silly Crimes with Troy, Brad, bro. All right, All right, what shenanigans do you have for me this week? They're not as good. I'm kind of running out of options because everything that I click on. How are you like, running out of options? There are no, like- it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a compilation of different ones that we've already talked about. But I did find this one. This is from what website is this? I'd never ever heard about it. Funny.allwomenstalk.com. So it's kind of like a blog. Anyways, so there's 11 on here. They're pretty short. Number one, man attacks girlfriend with a banana. I think we already know that was the woman attacked the man with a banana. Yeah, this is different. <gasps> I know Is bananas that, like, are so- common. <laughs> <laughs> bananas are so versatile. It was in Florida though, so <laughs> uh, I mean, if I remember correctly, a lot of these ones on this page are from Florida. But anyway, Philip Joseph Smolinski, 36, was arrested in Florida for attacking his girlfriend with a banana. Due to this fruit fight and resistance to the arrest, he was charged for domestic violence. His girlfriend claimed that he had thrown a banana at her, but when questioned himself, he said that she threw the banana at him. The evidence of the fight was found when a deputy spotted a banana in the garage and peels on the ground of the scene. (laughs) The way they made that sound like like a gruesome homicide. I know, right? <laughs> Peeled on the scene. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. It's literally not funny. Boy punches his grandma. <laughs> See, no, but I laugh because like it's just so short. And um... <laughs> was so there a reason? Ele- yeah, eleven. An eleven-year-old boy was detained. This boy was detained when he punched his grandmother for refusing to buy him a toy at the department store. (laughs) The boy tried. (laughs) (laughs) The boy tried to land a second blow, but the grandmother managed to flee away from him. A witness called 911 and the Ohio police took the boy to the Montgomery County Juvenile Justice Center. Of course, it's Ohio. No, right. (laughs) While it is unknown whether the grandma was seriously hurt, she claimed that she was afraid. All right. Maybe and you bringing... should buy your kid a toy next time, grandma. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Not us being on the kid's side. <laughs> All right. Bringing the banana back for number three, a man crashes into a gas station, steals a banana. <laughs> The story of this brazen fruit thief made the news after he used his station wagon to ram through the locked glass doors of a gas station in Newington, Connecticut, I think. The thief didn't steal anything besides a banana and didn't try to conceal himself by wearing a mask. The police are still searching for him, though. So, like, he didn't just steal the banana. He literally broke into the store by ramming his car through the glass doors, took a banana... And then left. 
<laughs> like in his car? I'm assuming so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't say that he left, but maybe he, he was just trying did. to park. <laughs> he said, Well, I guess since I'm in here, might as well get a banana or something. <laughs> All right, number four. Man punches pizza guy. <laughs> How could you do that? I don't know like, because like why would you first of all why would you risk the man dropping the pizza? <laughs> first and like, foremost. <laughs> like we do not wait good pizza here. <laughs> oh, I miss Domino's. This is actually about Domino's oh. and I think you're going to I think you're going to lose your mind over why he punched him. <laughs> Was it about ranch? So, no, but when a Domino's pizza delivery man forgot to bring Robert Wheeler the garlic knots that he ordered along with his pizza, things didn't go so well for him. Robert Wheeler allegedly punched the guy in the face for messing up his order. And then it says, nobody stands in in the way between a man and his garlic knots, period. (laughs) (laughs) Period. That's exactly what I'm saying. Period. I love garlic knots. I love the so cheesy good. bread. Oh, mm. so good. Do you remember at IUP when you used to eat those stupid pepperoni rolls every single day? Every day of my miserable life. <laughs> and I would eat the Sicilian pizza, even though it wasn't that good, but I loved it, it for was... some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was cheap. <laughs> it was cheap. And you, what were those? What was our uh, crimson cash? What was it called? Crimson Bucks or something? What was it called? I was gonna say that. No, I'm pretty sure it was Crimson Cash, and then you had Flex. Ah, yes. On the was it Crimson Cash? That doesn't sound right. Maybe it was just Flex. I mean, Flex like came with your meal plan, and then Crimson or whatever that other thing was. You could like add money to it to like use in like the laundry. Attention, IU peers. If you remember what it's called, let us know. Let us know. I used to remember they had to make us freaking, we used to have to pay to print things. And I was so mad about it. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what are you, why? Like you're already taking 14,000 a year. (laughs) Why are you making me print, pay for printing? (laughs) No, literally. Oh my God. All right. Number five. Robber found snoozing at the place he robbed. (laughs) Me too. <laughs> Honestly, it's a, it's a hard day's work. <laughs> Being a criminal is a tough job. At least that's what Dominique Pinkard says. After robbing a house in Lady Lake, Florida, and taking almost anything that he could steal along with his accomplice, Pinkard felt exhausted and decided to take a nap. When the owner of the house saw the sleeping thief on his couch, he quickly marched out and called the police. When they asked why he needed to take a nap, Pinkard replied with, I've been working hard all day. Being a robber is exhausting. Period. I also love how he like slept on the couch. Yeah, like go home. He's like, <laughs> like go home to your bed. Like, why don't you just go home? Like go to a like a local park and sleep out in nature. Maybe he doesn't have a home. <laughs> well, whatever. Number six, women in woman enraged when unable to use a coupon. After being informed that she could not use her coupon to get one dollar off her purchase, one single dollar, 
Mary Alde, 61, slammed her shopping card into the worker and had to be escorted out of the store. She then pulled out her handgun from her car and waved it at the employees. The police then had to taser her in order to arrest her, and she was charged with assault and battery. Listen, a dollar makes a big difference in today's economy. I don't want to hear it. Every little bit helps. Literally. Every, yeah, fa- yeah, fa- yeah. We're, we're, we're like, okay, oh, we can see where I she's was like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, half orangutan man wants more monkey blood. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, or half orangutan man? <laughs> Is that what you said? Did you read that right? That's yes, that's what I said. <laughs> Half orangutan man wants more monkey blood. A man by the name of Mark Loesher was charged of aggra- aggravated assault with a deadly weapon when he was found sitting in his car in front of a Wells Fargo bank. He was talking on the phone with the fusion, the quote unquote fusion center, to get more monkey blood and claimed that he was half orangutan. When approached by the police, he claimed to be friends with George Bush and Elvis Presley. Oh. <laughs> I think um, George Bush is more believable. <laughs> I'd be friends with George Bush. Michael and I love George Bush. Have you heard us talk about him? No, actually, no. Oh, Michael and I, we adore George Bush. We think he's the <laughs> cutest man ever. George Bush, if you're listening. <laughs> George Bush, if you're listening, I love you. And I love your little like artwork of elephants. I think it's really cute. <laughs> also, guess who's texting me right now? Guess. Who? Hannah? Kenzie. <gasps> Kenzie. Kenzie. Why are you not on this call right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm mad. Also, she says that the beep in the beginning of her episode scares her every time she's in the car. <laughs> you know I what? said, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a lot of texts from a lot of different people that said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it. I think we can like change it to like, I was going to say a different horn, but I feel like that would, that would make it worse. <laughs> the amount of horn audio files that I dug through <laughs> to find that <laughs> is embarrassing. <laughs> They were all terrible. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anyways, back to womenstalk.com. Number eight, man tries to break into jail. We've all heard our share of stories. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I um, okay, go ahead. I don't understand. Go. (laughs) We've all heard our share of stories of people trying to break out of jail or prison and a handful of people actually succeeding at breaking out. Well, James M. DeVore was so distraught after the passing of his mother that while he was drunk and high, yeah, it's kind of sad. While he was drunk and high on marijuana, he went to the local jailhouse in an attempt to try and get help. Since the staff wouldn't let DeVore in, He tried going in through the rear entrance and was even caught trying to climb a fence into the jail. He was charged with disorderly conduct and trespassing, but ironically enough, he never made 
it into a jail cell as he was taken to a sobriety center and placed in a mental health program. So I hope he's doing well. Yeah, that one's kind of sad. Yeah. Also, just a side note, every single DoorDash I have is an idiot. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) I leave detailed instructions, like detailed instructions. Like first left after the leasing office. No, (laughs) no. Nothing, nothing. (laughs) All right, number nine. Accidental photobombing gone wrong. We all enjoy a good photobomb every now and then. They're fun to be a part of and fun to look at. However, in this situation, things weren't so funny for the crook. (laughs) 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 Family was visiting the Wisconsin state capitol and placed their bags on the ground near them in order to take some selfies. A nearby wallet bandit decided to take advantage of the situation and stole a bag. Unbeknownst to him, his image was captured in the photos and the cops were hot on his trail. I like how they call him the wallet bandit. Right. <laughs> um, did I tell you the story of how Mackenzie chased a robber when she was 10? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She like I'm not surprised. <laughs> she like saw this um guy like take this old lady's purse and she was like 10 or eight and she literally sprinted after him and was like interviewed by the police and I think she was in the newspaper hey Kenzie can you like send them into the pod because I did not tell it as well as you do I love that Kenzie get on this call right now I'll send you the link (laughs) Kenzie get on the call she said I told her that we mentioned her on the pod and she said yay I'm famous and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Not as famous as she was when she was 10. <laughs> yeah, man. Number 10. Man volunteers to go to jail to get away from wife. Why not just get a divorce? <laughs> I, I mean, like. At that point. Here's another case he was- of a person. Bad day. Just a bad day. Just a bad. He was having a rough little night. Here's another case of a person wanting to go to jail. Anthony Miller of Pennsylvania. <gasps> Where? All that says is Pennsylvania. Uh! I'll, have to see if I, I'll have to see if I can find more information on it. Anthony Miller of Pennsylvania decided to rob a local bank. However, the tellers noticed that this was no ordinary bank robbery. Miller was calm, didn't threaten anyone, and even stuck around after the tellers handed him the money. He also kept asking if the police were called, and once they arrived, he willingly went with them and didn't put up a fight. Turns out Miller had an unloaded gun on him, and the whole reason for the quote-unquote robbery was so he could go to prison and get away from his wife. (laughs) Miller reported that his wife was abusive, controlling, and threatened to commit suicide if he left, so he felt this was his only option. In the end, Miller's wish was granted as he was sentenced to prison, but his wife filed for divorce. That's That's really, really sad, actually. Kind of sad. Yeah, like, I'm glad that he got out of that. But the fact that she filed for divorce is just, like more telling of how manipulative her saying all that crap was oh for sure you know what i like oh my god if you leave me i'm gonna off myself that's the most ridiculous thing like i get being super sad over someone but 
at the end of the day, no, that's like unacceptable. That's toxic. That's very, very, that's very, very awful and manipulative. And don't do that. If you're doing that, stop it. Stop it. My Chipotle's here. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right. Number 11, man holds spider hostage. (laughs) So who called the cops? The spider? (laughs) Probably. They're pretty advanced these days. Um, Brian P. Smith of Kansas held an acquaintance's pet spider hostage if he didn't get $100. That's it? (laughs) You're going to blackmail someone. Like, geez, Geez. get like a couple K. Get a couple, yeah. Like, Smith agreed to care. Yeah, like, be smart. Like, Smith (laughs) Smith agreed to care for a pet spider. And when the owner asked for the spider back, he, oh, he threatened to kill the spider if the owner didn't shell out money in exchange for the spider's life. Smith also apparently threatened to shoot the spider's owner. And once police were contacted and the investigation began, a stolen Siberian husky was discovered, oh, no. as well as a 14-year-old kid hiding in the closet. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That escalated way too quick. <laughs> We went from spider to child. <laughs> In three easy steps. <laughs> it's like when you put those things in, wa- in like water and they grow. No, literally. literally. <laughs> Him. Oh, spider. Okay. Oh my God. A husky. Jeez. Oh, a 14 year old kid. <laughs> a whole ass child. What just happened? My camera went off. I can still hear you, but you're like face is frozen. What just happened? (gasps) Cannot start video. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) so angry. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I guess we'll just keep going. You just can't see see my face. I'm dead. Inside. Yes. Why aren't you working? That's really rude of you. All right. Well, that's all we have for silly crimes this week. That was Indiana. If you have any tips, again, follow the email and the phone number. If you're in Indiana and maybe know anything, get that stuff figured out. I just think it'd be really cool if we solved the case, personally. (laughs) Then Troy and I would definitely have never have to work again. So get on it. Yeah, everyone solve this murder case that's been going for five years so me and shannon can quit our day jobs <laughs> hold on someone just knocked on my door chipotle this episode of murder road trip is brought to you by chipotle get more bang for your buck when you order our new white rice bowl you can get an assortment of toppings. I don't know who and- that was. Um, <laughs> oh, I was. Doing- no idea who that was because no one was at my door and I hate they that. dropped off my I- chipotle already. So I really hate that. Um, maybe um, the guy was literally just standing outside your door this whole time. <laughs> I then- hope not because I left specific instructions to knock and leave at door. Him waiting there. Him. She's not coming. I'm just going to knock and leave. <laughs> I feel like it's been at least 10 minutes. Yeah, it's been a little bit. <laughs> anyway, you interrupted my Chipotle promo. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part is whenever I go back through and edit and I hear the, the stupid stuff you say as I'm like getting something. 
<laughs> it wasn't as good as the KFC one. I know, it was so good. <laughs> All right, I have my Chipotle. I'm ready to dive into some guacamole. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> send me your scary stories at murderrt at gmail.com. Almost forgot what <laughs> email i use when you said gmail i was like no it's at roadtrip.com <laughs> we no, don't have not. a website yet maybe one day maybe one day also follow us yes i have a proposition for the people okay so for indiana i was going to do a spook and i was going to cover the demon house oh god <laughs> um <laughs> But last time I watched anything about that, I got um, a really scary nightmare and I ended up getting a scratch on my face. But oh. if we can get <laughs> 25 reviews on Spotify or wherever, I will cover it just for you guys. And I will make it comedic as possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> so 25 reviews. That's all I'm asking for. It doesn't take long. And then Shannon will re-traumatize herself and me. <laughs> You're darn <laughs> right. That's really if you were I that's <laughs> Yeah, I If actually, you took it like that, I'm going to like die in my sleep. <laughs> You're not going to die. <laughs> all right. Follow Anyways. us on Instagram. <laughs> you can't see me. I forgot, but I was pointing at you. Oh. <laughs> Little popcorn moments. Follow us on Instagram at Murder Road Trip Pod. We try to post things sometimes. <laughs> We're trying our hardest. Listen, Find us it's anywhere. Hard. It's hard. It really is. It's hard out here for a depressed bitch. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we will. Oh, next week we will have the second part of Velisca. <laughs> Once again, we had a rough week. Um, so. so that so will be up um, at some point. Maybe Stay on tuned. Wednesday. Who knows? <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.